You're listening to Stand Tall and Own It, the podcast for high-performing female leaders who are ready to make an impact by discovering the safety that comes from understanding their own value and exercising their own authority. I'm your host, Andrea Johnson, and I'm here to tell you it is time to just truly be you, my strong friend. It's time to stand tall and own it. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Stand Tall and Own It. I am your host, Andrea Johnson, and we're in the middle of a holiday stress mini-series. This is part four, and this is taking place between Thanksgiving and the end of the year. I've got quite a few things I'm sharing with you, mostly because I know what it's like for me, and I wanted to share some of the things that I've learned, kind of help you navigate some of this stuff we're going through that we, we deal with every single year. And so far, we've looked at avoiding disappointment by managing and communicating our expectations, which was back in episode 153. If you haven't listened to that, it kind of lays the foundation for everything else we're talking about. We looked at understanding and dealing with family stresses. If you think you don't have any, go listen to 154. I'll bet you do. Um, it also, and the last, the last one we looked at last week was the whole food and body image gratitude topic, which is episode 155. And today we're looking at personal boundaries. Now I've mentioned personal boundaries in all three of the last few episodes because I think that it is something that when we understand our boundaries and our core values and our disc wiring, then we know how to communicate with others better. And it just really makes a difference in how we approach pretty much anything. So before I get started, though, there's just a lot of talk out there about boundaries. You know, I have, I've personally shared to my Instagram stories, things like strong women have strong boundaries, you know, and um, a lot of talk about especially in the holidays, setting boundaries for your own protection out here, boundaries out here, managing other people's behavior with specific types of boundaries. And none of that is bad. But like many other topics, I see people working from the outside in. And I think the most effective way to work on all of these things is to actually work from the inside out. You need to start somewhere. So if identifying them on the outside helps you to say, this behavior is no good. I'm stopping that, right? Then that's fine. But what I would like to do is coax you into this ability to say, why do I think that behavior is no good? What is it in here that I need to understand about myself that will help me set boundaries that are very easy to enforce out here? Because there is a better way to do it. I think it's less stressful and it requires less energy. So we're going to look at today kind of what are boundaries, Where do they come from? What do they do for you? What's the best way to set them? And the best way to maintain them. I've got a digital course. It's kind of a masterclass that I put together several years ago or two years ago. And I just want to make sure that you have access to all of this stuff because this is gold. (laughs) When we have the ability to manage these kinds of things about, especially during the holidays, it will give you so much more peace to walk into and out of the holidays knowing that you have been true to who you need to be. You've not allowed your boundaries to be overrun. You've allowed yourself to stand in your core values. Those things matter, right? So let's talk about what boundaries actually are. Boundaries are lines that you define that help you understand and others understand what you're comfortable with and how you would like to be treated by others. Now, There are various types of personal boundaries. You could do a Google search and come up with beautiful graphics for eight kinds over here and six kinds over there. And no, they all fall into this four quadrant. 
I'm just going to name a few here, but what we're going to talk about mostly is intellectual and emotional. So um, as far as the types of boundaries are concerned, this is a list that I found very common out there. There's physical boundaries, and it's not just the don't touch. It's what your personal space is like, experience through what things are experiences through your senses and your preferences for respect, privacy, closeness, and touch. I mean, my son keeps his door shut all the time. Granted, he's a teenager, but you know, then uh, there's personal sexual preferences. And this is not necessarily about anything you do in that, but it's like how they're talked about. There are some communities where it is just not okay to talk about sex. <laughs> um, so how they're talked about, when, where, and how sexual material is presented, etc. Um, and then, of course, there's the sexual suggestive words and jokes and images and gestures and touch. There's all kinds of boundaries that you can set there. There's personal boundaries around time which is how you relate to your own and others' time and how time-related needs and preferences are treated. This includes work, civic groups, religious institutions. There's boundaries, personal boundaries on material things like possessions and property, preferences and needs regarding them and how they're shared. And this includes your money. And this includes, um, oddly enough, it includes things like your food. And um, I have a friend who just buys makeup and she doesn't it doesn't work for her so she just gives it to me and I'm like I, I, don't you want somebody to pay for this you know so she's very generous in that area and I would have like returned it to the store to get my money back right so we all have different boundaries based on who we are but then intellectual and emotional ones are the ones that I think kind of feed everything else but intellectual or preferences related to how opinions, thoughts, and conversational topics work, how they're shared and addressed. And then emotional, it's what, where, and how much a person shares of their emotional life and how your own and others' emotional needs are handled. So I say mostly we're going to talk about intellectual and emotional today, but mostly it's just about whatever encompasses your personal boundaries, if they fall in these categories, they're your personal boundaries. And they don't have anything to do with anybody else, and we don't have to have the same ones. You might have no personal boundaries on your, you know, your property, your material. And I might, like I said, my friend is very generous and I end up taking things back to the store and I will fight with them to get my money back. <laughs> so it just depends on you, right? These are your personal boundaries. So where do boundaries actually come from? Well, it's going to sound like a broken record, but they come from your core values and your beliefs and knowing you, right? So when you have core values that tell you what your guiding principles are, your boundaries are set around those core values. This is what I'll teach you in the masterclass if you decide to go that direction. But <clears throat> when you know, for instance, my core values of thought freedom or freedom of thought, it's, I've shared before, my husband used to say, wouldn't you agree that, and now he doesn't even start a sentence that way. He knows better. I want to be able to think for myself. And I shared recently that I was kind of raised in a culture where there were accepted and approved mentors, answers, books, you know, religious authorities, whatever. Um, so it was, please think for yourself, but choose from among these approved topics as for, for your answers, you know, and that doesn't work for me. So my boundaries are very strict when it comes to that kind of thing. I also have a core value of um, belonging. And so I've come to understand that me sharing details with you brings you into my inner circle, but you sharing details with me brings you, me into your inner circle. And so when I have a friendship or an acquaintance or a relationship where I'm the only one sharing, then this is, if, if I'm not receiving any details back, that tells me that this is, 
this is a boundary or this is a boundary I need to put down. It's like, I need to say, I'm not going to share as many because I'm not getting as much back. It can't be one way, right? Um, but core values also come from your beliefs. Excuse me, not core values. Boundaries also come from your beliefs. So if you have specific religious beliefs, if you have specific beliefs as to personal sovereignty, uh, whether or not you're in control of your own body, whether or not you're con- in control of your money, whether or not you're in control of your time, those things are maybe a core value, but they also might be part of a belief system. That's where boundaries come from as well. But then, of course, knowing you, right? There's a reason this is a broken record for me. It is so important to know who you are. And I'm going to give you a, where am I going to give you this analogy? I think I'm going to go ahead and do it here. And then when it comes up later, I'll just refer to it. <clears throat> I like to uh, use the metaphor of my house sitting on my land as my core values and my boundaries and how they're drawn around my core values. I have three quarters of an acre and I have trees around it and I have forsythia up on the road that I planted too close. So people tend to walk, if they're walking on my road, I have no sidewalks. They tend to walk on the inside of those forsythias. And I've had to learn that that's a boundary that's okay for them to cross, right? That's something that's okay for them to do because I made it so that it's hard for them to walk on the other side and be safe on the road because it's also on a curve. Don't ask me. I just, I, had, I ran into some ladies in the neighborhood about two weeks ago. And she says, oh, you're the lady with forsythias. I said, yes. I said, and she said, yeah, I watched you plant those. And I'm like, that was 10 years ago. Why didn't you tell me? So, you know, this is another, just a good example too of, how other people can help us figure out our core values and our boundaries. But when I think about my core values, I have my top three, which are um, freedom, freedom of thought and authenticity, meaning be myself, which is another reason why I share that with you all the time and belonging. Those things are what I would consider my house. Then I have some other values, the other core values that are just a little bit, they're further down and they are, they constitute maybe my property. So I know that it's okay for someone to come onto my property and encroach on one of my boundaries in that way. But if they walked up to my front door, I would expect them to knock or ring the doorbell. I would not expect them to just open it and walk in. The only people that have that privilege are my husband and my son. Those are the people that have that privilege to just walk into my house. Otherwise, I need a knock, right? It's like, so that's a boundary that's very clear. People walking on this side of my forsythias on the road don't assume they can walk into my house. When we understand who we are and we have our core values set and our boundaries are clear, it they're just apparent, right? Um, for me, belonging is a very clear understanding when I actually share with people and get sharing back, or I specifically include people in conversations when we're in a group. I want to make sure everyone feels like they belong and I want to belong. So those are boundaries that I've set for myself that I say, this is how I am going to act. So they're not necessarily all physical boundaries, but when you understand you, you then can can say, oh, I'm in my house. This is a line you cannot cross. But you don't have to say it in a way that is rude. Now, granted, some people just come barging in your door. We had that at one house that we lived in. And um, because it was a parsonage next door to a church and people just assumed they could walk in. I'm like, hold up. <laughs> this is still my house. 
also, there are things that we have to do sometimes to reestablish those boundaries, but it wasn't hard because it wasn't an unreasonable expectation, going back to episode 153, that people would give me the ability to have the boundaries of my house. So once you understand kind of where they come from and you know where to look for them, because some of them are really clear, you know, some of them physical boundaries, some of those are just like really clear, but some of them may not be. So when you understand your core values, then you can actually say, all right, now, what are the benefits of core values? Or excuse me, the benefits of, va- of boundaries. Because when you know your core values, they- see, they're tied very closely together. So what are the benefits? What can they do for you? Well, there's all kinds of studies out there, but here's a, a short list. They give you improved emotional health. They help eliminate stress. When you know what your boundaries are and you can just say, yep, that's just a boundary. There's no fighting over it and pushing it out there kind of passively aggressively, passive aggressively and hoping that somebody will acknowledge it or honor it. It also wards off burnout, especially boundaries around time. When you have a core value um, established boundary around how much time you'll spend at work, how much time you'll spend at home, how much time you'll spend on yourself, how much time you'll spend with your family or at church, then you're not le- you're less likely, you're not going to get burnt out because you understand what your boundaries are there. They help with improved relationships. I talk about this all the time. When you can communicate what your boundaries are with people, if they like you, especially if they love you, they're not going to step on your boundaries on purpose. They're going to do it accidentally or if they've been conditioned and they have to be reconditioned to not step on those boundaries. So it improves our relationships because we can be more honest with each other when we know what our core values, therefore our boundaries are. They also give clear expectations to other people right? It's like, um, I, I, a lot of times I'll tell people my calendar Mondays and Fridays are blocked off. I have administrative days or because my husband's a pastor, a lot of times Monday is our Saturday and it just, or our Sabbath day, whatever you want to call it. And it, it really just helps other people have good expectations when we can communicate our boundaries. Well, they know what to expect from us. It goes back to this improved emotional health, um, is that, decreases our stress. Um, but improved emotional health also includes things like, um, self-care capabilities. We have the capacity to care for ourselves. We have the capacity to say, I'm going to sign up for a class. that's going to make me feel better. Or I have the capacity to say, I'm going to take, I've marked it off in my calendar now. Cause we, as a family, we do mental health Mondays and we get to go in three different directions. And if we want to do something together, that's fine. But otherwise we get space to ourselves. It also helps with respect, and this goes into the intentional optimism tenet of wise, having respect for others and garnering respect for yourself. It's all about earning that. And when you can establish your boundaries, people then will respect you for that. And if they don't, they may not need to be in your circle. But if you have been able to graciously establish your boundaries, they will respect those. And you respect yourself, right? When you say, oh, did it, right? I had a client last week say, I upheld this boundary. And I was so proud of her because it was a big deal. And so now she knows how to do that. And each time it's going to be easier and easier. But the last thing it does, or not the last thing, but the last thing in my list that that having good boundaries does for you is it actually promotes autonomy. It reminds you that you are good enough by yourself. You are enough inside your own 
hula hoop of boundaries, whatever you want to call that. Like we used to do that with my son. It was the whole personal space thing. It's like this hula hoop represents my space. You come in it, right? And then we say, this is like our emotional space too. It's like, this is the boundary line. And sometimes with kids, you have to do that. Heck, sometimes with adults, you have to do that. But once you understand that, it promotes your own autonomy. And when you, I think I said this with my husband um, earlier about my son, when you establish your boundaries, they also get the benefit of autonomy of doing things for themselves, especially with our children. This is a big deal with our children. So those are the benefits for you. And that's where they come from is from your core values and your beliefs. But what is the best way to set them? Well, I begin with the basics. What are your needs? What what needs do you have and that you can identify where you feel stress or distress, where you feel pressure? That's where you begin. You begin with a very obvious, what we call low-hanging fruit, right? Start with those things that you're like, I've got to establish a boundary on this. And then say, all right, now once I get those, we begin to look at our expectations and our ABCs and say, all right, so what am I assuming about these situations? What do I believe about these things? My belief system may not be in line with what I want my boundaries to be, so I need to reevaluate that. What is the conditioning that I have on certain things that I'm trying to, like going back to that list way up here, um, talking about in physical, sexual, time, material, intellectual, or emotional boundaries, what are some things that I am conditioned to just automatically say, well, I guess that's okay, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's okay for someone else or your parents, but maybe it's not for you. So look at those. But the other thing to look at is your goals. If you have goals on trying to accomplish something, you might need to be very clear in your boundaries around your time. If you have goals on trying to uh, lose a certain amount of weight or get strong, you might have goals or you might need to have boundaries around the type of food you eat or where you eat or who you eat with. (laughs) I have to eat slowly. And there are some people that are very difficult for me to do meal with because I may talk fast, but I don't eat fast. And because I'm, as I shared in the last episode, I'm a gastric bypass patient. So I have to eat very slowly. And some people eat really, really fast, partly because they're just fast people. Sometimes it's... I don't, I need to go into all that. that. Some people eat fast and I just can't do it. So <laughs> just know what are your goals? I want to stay healthy, right? So there's things I want to do, but then look at your core values. And this goes back to the property and house analogy. This is understanding where you end and others begin. That's your boundary lines and understanding that some of your boundaries might encroach on somebody else's, but your core values, when you, if you were to go through my core values course, one of the things you would learn is that they are reciprocal. It's not just a core value that people need to treat me a certain way with belonging. I have to treat them with belonging. And if it's not a two-way exchange, it's not really a core value for you. So when you see what your core values are, then you can say, oh, these are boundaries that I can set easily. But the other thing is just keep in mind that when you're setting them, it's not a quick fix. You can't just say, all right, here's my list and I'm writing them out and that's my boundaries. It's not going to happen that quickly. Things are going to get tested. You're going to have to move them out and move them in and figure out um, what's really important. When you start walking through your core values, your ABCs and your goals, there's a lot involved there. So it may be that you have a history of not maintaining your boundaries well. So that's going to take you some time because evidently you've got some conditioning that you need to fix. Um, So just keep in mind that it's not necessarily a quick fix. So start small. Again, like I said, with yourself and work outward. 
if you have to work outwards in order to give yourself enough space, start out there with things that are going to give you enough space and time to work on the inside stuff, go for it. You know you and you need to do how it work, do what works for you. Just also keep in mind that there will be people who do not appreciate that you will be setting boundaries, especially if you've been, got this history of people stomping all over them or you haven't maintained them well. This is normal. It can, it can be very distressing, but it's okay. So just remember that there will be people who do not care for your boundaries. Just like, quite frankly, you probably don't care for theirs if they really expressed them. So once you understand what they are, what they can do for you, and how you can set them, what is the best way to maintain them? Well, I'm going to go back to your core values. This is what we call honoring your core values. Maintaining your boundaries is done almost effortlessly when you truly honor your core values. So I'm going to stress the importance of understanding who you are and what your core values are. I have a, a free download that you can start the exercise yourself. If you need a little bit more guidance in that, I have a, a, a digital course that you can purchase. And if you need even more, I have a hybrid pilot, hybrid coaching program that allows you to go through the digital course. And then you and I would meet and I would push back and forth and help you figure out what your true core values are. But when you honor those, when you take those and you start deploying them in your work and your family and your play and your personal life, that's where your boundaries just automatically get established and you don't have to work as hard at it, but you also don't have to work as hard at maintaining them. So the other, another thing that you can do to maintain them is work on developing your own self-respect and trust. And a lot of these things are just, they're a given when you do this, this will probably happen as well. So if you're honoring your core values, if you're maintaining your boundaries, then you are going to automatically develop some self-respect and some trust. And just remember that you know best. I don't know what's good for you. You know what's good for you. Um, then remember that they are cyclical. Your boundaries increase your autonomy and your confidence, allowing you to maintain more consistency. So then you able to express more. Maybe you start uh, at the very high level and you work your way down and down and down until you get really kind of close. If you're working from the outside in or you're working from the inside out, you know, it's just this gradual process where you need to keep doing it. Remember, Everything on your property doesn't have to be protected the same way as the things that are the most important to you, which is inside your house, right? And then the other thing you can do, and I I will go into this on my last episode of the year, is reviewing on a regular basis as part of whatever you do as your, if you do a weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly review, evaluate and say, where have there been breaches or breaks in my boundaries? Are there leaks? Is somebody consistently stepping on them? Where have I allowed my boundaries to be porous? Shore them up by revisiting your core values, your beliefs, and your goals and say, all right, this week or this month or this quarter, I really struggled in that area. I'm going to work on this. So of course, I've been sharing for the last few episodes, the Healthy Boundaries Make Happy Holidays masterclass that I have for you. And it's a one hour easy to consume with some good action items and some great downloads. And it also includes in there a 10% off coupon for the core values course and for your disc services. If you wanted to do that to help you understand how to communicate all these things you're learning about yourself, learning how to communicate based on your disc style and everybody else's is really important. So the healthy boundaries make happy holidays. You can just go to theintentionaloptimist.com forward slash healthy boundaries, or the link is in the show notes. 
because I want you to be able to make this holiday season happy with different expectations and to joyfully anticipate all that could come. Healthy boundaries based on your core values allows for conscientious and respectful boundary setting for a lovely holiday season. You get to decide what you experience. I am going to share all of these things in the show notes, but you need to know you. Please let me know how this resonates. If there's something that I missed and you want to share with me, let me know. You can DM me on social media, especially Instagram or LinkedIn. I'm very active in both of those places. You can email me at Andrea at theintentionaloptimist.com. And if you want to see all the little like extra, like you can hear me rattling paper, um, if you want to see all of my gestures and funny faces and maybe uh, leave a comment or be able to interact after the video is complete just go to youtube and uh, these are all in my bio and you can find them but i am excited about what the difference all of these things could make in your life from understanding your expectations to how you can handle family stress to handling food and body image stresses by maintaining your personal boundaries Y'all, this is going to be a fabulous build up to the end of the year, setting you up for 2024 that is just going to be phenomenal. I am so excited to hear how this helps you. So please let me know. But until next time, stand tall and own it. Are you one of those people who follows all the rules but still feel like you're getting nowhere? Like your boundaries are constantly under attack and you're busy with all this stuff that just doesn't matter, constantly choosing between what's right for you or what's right for your organization? And with all that self-help information out there, how do you know exactly what's going to work for you to help you overcome this stuff? Well, you can clear the clutter and become the exceptional leader you were meant to be when you know your core values. You see, when you don't, decisions are rough processes can be muddy and boundaries forget it but when you do you live and lead with authenticity and passion just imagine feeling clear about your decisions comfortable in your relationships and confident in your boundaries that's what my uncovering your core values digital course will do for you you'll reveal your foundational convictions allowing you to navigate any situation with your identity and authority intact it's time to make some real impact my friend Head over to theintentionaloptimist.com forward slash values or click the link in the show notes and get clarity today.